0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the True Faith Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Phoenix Taxis and Coaches. To book online, please visit www.phoenixtaxis.net.
2: To True Faith Weekly Podcast. We're recording this at ten past five on Monday. Uh, so the team lost at West Brom as little as fifteen minutes ago. Uh, this week, you know, obviously we had the two games: had Everton and West Brom. Since we last spoke to any of you, uh, so we're going to talk about both the games. But there's, there's no point, really. Uh, we may as well talk about the big problem Andy Cassie at Newcastle United, which is the manager, Steve McLaren, So this podcast is. Should Steve McLaren be sacked and why? Sorry, you can start us off. Should McLaren be
1: sacked? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's There's just no point. I mean, yeah, we, we go over this year after year. He's not the only problem. The manager's not the only problem. Pardew wasn't the only problem. John Carvey, you could argue, made the, the situation a whole lot worse by himself. But it's not got any better under McLaren and he's got £50 million pounds of the signings. He's not come up with any kind of tactics that can, can win worse streaker games. He's not getting the best out of any of the new players, let alone get what Pardew is getting out of the ones that are still here. What's he, he brought it to the club? It's, it's 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 mind-boggling that he's getting away with it for so long. And um, just just thinking back to before the West Brom and Everton game, when he said, "Oh no, listen, seven points out of these three games is really good." Mm-hmm. It's it's not really good. We we said at the time obviously seventeen points from seventeen, which is what it was at that time, is is disgraceful. But you give him the benefit of the doubt if we came through these next two games and got some positive results, but look look, look what's happened. Um, he was he was hanging on, like that's his only success so far this season was those two wins. Like, he was hanging on to that. And if, if that's the situation, what's what's the point? He just needs to go.
2: Technically, uh, it's interesting you, you, you raised all that he, he's brought absolutely nothing to the team. Technically, we were having these conversations and the Martin of fans were having this exact same conversation after the defeats to Leicester and... Palace and obviously like you say we won those two games. I picked up I think well we all picked up a little bit of criticism after the the podcast we did after the villa game and I picked up a bit of criticism on social media people say won't be so down for you know seven points out of nine and it's like yeah, when you're a team like Newcastle, the position we're in, running at pretty much less than a point per game per season, you can't look at the last the last three, four games are relevant. So McLaren talking about the last three results, the last four results. When you when you're running at less than a point a game, it doesn't matter. Totally relevant. If you're eight, if you're stoked, you can look at the last three or four games and look to the future. What's gone before is so bad that three or four games don't make up for the, what, 14 that have gone, or the 13 or 12, whatever it was, before the little in results and I just thought the Villa funny. game. The Villa game was always going to come back to, to bite with. Since that game, Villa uh, just lost to Norwich today. They're, they're absolutely doomed. They, look like, they don't look like winning a game. They should have got beat off home, at home off West Ham and you know to, to to bring it back to tactics the tactics of the Villa game are what convinced me that he wasn't the man for the job um, he's gone back he's totally destroyed everything we're planning pre-season think about it for a minute you're on any any managerial role depending on what the job is you're given six to eight weeks to work with your team or in any sport before the start of the season you decide you're going to play a possession based patient attacking well, supposedly attacking 4-2-3-1 basically building the team around Vernon and him being the focal point and receive the ball from the goalkeeper wherever possible and he, he had to tear that up and we now play a counter-attacking game where we hope we don't concede and we rely on creating two or three clear chances every game and that, that is the... It's what we've been laughing at Sunderland for yeah, years Yeah, that's the hallmark of, of a, of a relegation threatened team Relying on two or three chances. Like the game today, West Bromwell should have a penalty. And that's, I'm not, it's too early at the moment to talk about, to, to, to hear what McLaren's had to say. Yeah. No doubt he'll no point of that. Just like against Villa and just like against Everton, he pointed the missed chances, which were bad. But for me, the, the bloke's a total fraud. He, he doesn't know
3: what he's doing. Ben, should McLaren be sacked and why? Yeah, I mean, we, we sort of changed our minds a bit on him, obviously after the two results. Obviously everyone was, was happy that we'd win and it looked like would would sort of change the corner because he'd he he admitted exactly what you've just said there that basically they've changed the style of play because the players can they couldn't adapt to the way he wanted to play. Um so fair enough he's adapted to the strengths of the players and it brought two results, but then you the problem is that you can't you can't rely on that type of performance against the, the the lower teams in the league because they're not all gonna come out and attack you and give you the opportunity to counter attack for for ninety minutes. We we said obviously we, we had a horrific start of the season in terms of well not just the results but the fixtures were really tough. Um, and we said really you can get away with losing to the big teams provided you you come out and do your business against the crap teams. And and what happened with have nicked two points again uh, two wins against Liverpool and Tottenham, but then we've, we've lost ground against the the teams that we, we need to be. Picking up points against because every point they get off where, is isn't gonna do any good. Um, the Villa game was shocking, um, and then obviously we've we've gone and scraped to 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 defeat against um, Everton and West Brom. Two teams in the bottom half. Yeah, and it's just it's not good enough. As you say, he's, he's got no plan. He's it's it's ridiculous really that he's had plenty of time to to come up with a game plan for these players. Um, and he still he still doesn't have a clue really how how best to use them, and it's it's not good enough. Any player his salt should a be able to come in and and coach the players up to play in his role, or at least be able to 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 get them to adapt and to, to playing in something that's cohesive and and that they're, they're working together as a team. But you look and we're just bereft of ideas. They don't have a clue how to break a team down. Um, the players in terms of the positioning it must be the way he's asking them to play because they're in the same positions all the time Call callback and Anita are just so deep that it just gives the opposite team all the time in the world to pick the passes and basically just pick us off and we're not the best defensively team anyway to to sort of cope with, with that type of um, game plan and they, they don't really get in amongst anything they, they just get picked off and a lot of the time I mean you said it today teams know now they just have to play the ball wide one of call uh, call back or an eater will go in, and it'll just leave a massive space in the middle of the pitch, where most teams play with a sort of a three-man midfield. There's always going to be a man spare in the middle that will then have basically an easy, easy ball into one of the strikers or to play someone in. I just think he, he, he's not made with any better, and he's he's come in with a, a good reputation as being a, a great coach. Well, I'm I'm still yet to see any players haven't made any improvements as he's come in yeah. and if he's that great a coach then what the hell's going on
1: and more importantly I don't even think it's about improving players it's about getting the players to do their well, jobs well, right the it's just, yeah, it's well, not, they don't have to get any better the team just as a whole well, has got to show some progress exactly. but we've shown zero progress whatsoever and I think um, I think you're right Dogger that the the Aston Villa game for me was the point where you realise after wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt after the, the previous two results that you realise he just doesn't know what he's doing instead of thinking right Different game. These are rubbish. These are bottom of the league. They've conceded some like 37 goals this season. Let's just go at them. We've got the place to do it. We don't need two holding midfielders. But no, he just went for the same lineup he used for the last two games. He just bottled it, basically. Because he doesn't know what else to do. He's only won games playing that formation, somewhat somewhat fortunately, and he's just done it again. And then we've played Everton, who, as well, have conceded, I think, more goals than anyone in the top half. I don't know how far down you have to go to find someone who's conceded more goals. And we've, we've, we've had one... One real chance against him and he's just that, that's all he'll pick up on. The problem is we've literally changed
3: nothing um in however long so all the last season the way we're playing this season, the way we're playing in the Pardu we always play pretty much with the same formation and the, the same style and um, he obviously came and tried to change it a little bit but he's just reverted straight back there to norm and the problem is that must be so easy to game plan against. Because there's no challenge playing at Newcastle. I've said it before and I'll say it again, we're one of the easiest teams to play against. We'll never do anything differently. So teams must know now, all they have to do is come, force Anita and Cole back into, back into the own yeah. half and then just have your playmaker who's good on the ball to just, he doesn't even have to drop that deep, just be available in the middle of the park because you'll get all the space in the world. Yeah. No one's going to mark him or anything like that. And he basically just has a free reign to pick the, whatever pass he can see whether an open man. And it's just, you, you kind of go through games. Playing like that, Pe- team, we're in the Premier League, it's people are fighting for their lives, for, for the riches. Like They're going to exploit your weaknesses, yeah. and yet we still show up with the same same game plan every week. Um, it's just it's just not working. Well, it's probably, it's Do sh- something different, as you say, against the lower teams. If they think we're going to play the two, two in the midfield, make, mix it up a bit. Do something different. I mean, the, the Villa game is a perfect opportunity to play a really attacking team, just go on take the game to them you, know, like, you can pretty much gamble that okay, they might get one or two chances but it's probably worth it for the 10, 15, 20 that you're going to create by just dominating the game and yet he he just went and served up the same old thing and, and yeah. shock horror okay we got the goal and you thought once we'd scored against
1: Villa would would be fine but we, we got caught because we, we can't defend yeah, I mean one of the one of the most frustrating things, and one of the biggest reasons he has to go is our is our our biggest signing of the summer, arguably Winyalum, fifteen million pound. By all accounts, before we hadn't really seen much of him. He sounded like a good player, and we've seen glimpses of like a really good footballer there. And he spent the whole season as part of a four four two or an 3 four two three one on the left wing in front of Paul Dummett. Yeah. Like he spent the majority of the season just sitting there out on the left. Like that's not his position. He's not a left winger. And as you say, when, when it comes to teams attacking us, he's out of the game, and it's just a need-run callback in the middle, the two smallest lads we've got. And like you say, so one of them has to go out to cover. And and Winyaldum, and Sissoko... Sissoko is good on the right, I think he's all right out there, but Winyaldum is so wasted in that position that it just leaves a big hole in our team. I don't think he's wasted. I mean, he's, he's played
3: well on the left, but I, your point is, is in, that in, he's in so like, isolated, you're not getting the best out of him in that isolated it, position it, where you don't have a left-back that back, can get involved. It comes back to the
2: same problem we've had for years and years and years, even under Houghton, is there is no competition for places whatsoever. You'd say the only place up for grabs in that football team is Perez or Dion. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's not good. Now, we played Boxing Day. We played the Saturday before, and we're playing Saturday again. And I I reckon McLaren will... He made no changes for Boxing Day. He made no changes. And as you said there, sorry, Ben, I forget who said it, against Villa, Villa was the game to play Tovan. Villa was the game to change the formation. Villa was the game to actually think we might play two up front, we might play you know, three attacking midfielders, we'll do something near none of that. We played against Everton. Everton and West Brom are totally different sides. Mm-hmm. couldn't be any more different. Yeah. Yeah, Newcastle tactical setup for both games was identical. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. And that, that to me, tells me that Steve McLaren doesn't know what he's doing, he doesn't know how to get the best out of this team, We fluked onto it against Liverpool and Spurs, which were deserved wins, but the method, I mean, the Liverpool game, the fact was he was going to get sacked if we got beat, so it was basically backs to the wall, lest we forget Liverpool were atrocious, yeah. Jurgen Klopp picked the wrong team, if he have started with Daniel Sturridge, we probably would have probably have lost the game, not that I didn't hold that against McLaren, but uh, the fact that uh, Kevin and Babu was superb at left-back, in one um, game against Chelsea. Yeah, and, and also the game he got injured um, against Man City away from home. <laughs> he was flying, doing really well, causing them problems. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying he's the best player in the world. And I'm not saying Paul Dummett is the problem for all of our problems. He's clearly not. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know how frustrating I find it that uh, he continues to get a game at left back for a Premier League club because he's, he's simply not a left back. Um, but what, like, what about what is it about Paul Dummett's performances since he's come back into the team that have made you think? Yeah, no, he can't. can't drop him. Can't bring him Babu in. That would be that would be crazy. When in fact, in Babu and Winyardum worked far better as an attacking threat, I'm not saying that it is a defensive threat, but as an attacking threat, worked much much better. So against Villa at home, why did we once again play Paul Dummett at left back? It, there just seems to be no thought process, and the same. I mean, this is this goes back to my crack. My the biggest in my life at the moment is English managers. Everyone that talk up English managers are written about it for the special true faith. I don't think English managers are shit. I don't think there are any good English managers. And I think in fact they're given too much credit. And if you look at a, a team like I know Watford have been very consistent. Ranieri's hardly changed anyone, but they're they're working with very small small squads. There seems to be a trait amongst English managers that just seem to have their favourites. They seem like, for, you know, successive managers or three managers in a row. Newcastle now have decided to play Paul Dummett at left back, despite contributing absolutely nothing going forward. I think Yamak got something like six assists, assists last season at right back. Mm-hmm. That's normal for for a Premier League team, for a fullback to be, to be providing assists, maybe like knocking in with a couple of goals. Paul Dummer, through no fault, no fault of his own, because he's just not good enough as a left back, is never going to do that. And I'm talking about one player, one kind of minor part of the team, but it's just evidence that, once again, that there's just absolutely no competition for places. None of those players, or very, very few of those players, know they're going to get dropped. Mintnerich knows he's, it, there's literally nothing that can happen for Mintnerich to get dropped, apart from disciplinary issues. But you know, on the pitch, Sissoko, who's our best player, isn't going to get dropped. Wijnaldum is not going to get dropped. Colback and Anita might get dropped, but haven't. You know, Tiote has been fit since Villa, so you know they they haven't got dropped. Anita's now injured. Collacini's not going to get dropped, and Bemba's not going to get dropped. Yama's going not going to get dropped. The keepers aren't going to get dropped because there's no one that you know. They're, yeah. they're, well, they're all injured. They're all injured. <laughs> so just like it'll be the same for a lot of Premier League teams, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have a football team where. 10 of the 11 players are absolutely no danger of losing their place with a bad performance and we sat here last season and cried the same thing week after week after week after terrible performance after terrible performance after terrible performance the players just knew the were going to be
3: dropped from that team or that squad The need that need, I mean we were talking the other week about um, who would need to sign in January in terms of what positions need to prove it and we all said oh, obviously the squad the squad needs to be improved but it's not just about the quality. You need different different types of players. The problem is we've got pretty much, as you say, there's no no real difference makers to come off the bench. I mean, look, you look today, we've got Tovan, who's been hoed out on the wing. He, he can't play there, but he's, he's not really any different to what Wijnaldum would offer there anyway. Um, You've got Gufran, who just offers yeah, you just just nothing. Balls. Just offers you nothing. We, we need players that are going to come in. I mean... Most teams, at least up front, they'll have like a, a sort of a target man, and then they'll have sort of a, a maybe a pacey striker or something like. That. Just so it gives you a different option, maybe someone that can either get in behind or someone that you can turn to bring off the bench and go along. Whatever. We we just don't have any any sort of options like that to so even change like the basics of, of how we we'll don't play. Do not
1: even have like a job like a, a peanut crouch type job yeah. to bring on for? 15 well, that's minutes I mean that's, that's Mitch
3: Ritchie Mitch would say would be the holding man, but then you don't have anyone. I mean, Perez, you could potentially argue, should be getting a game up front, but he's not really fast enough to, to sort of draw uh, worry teams at the back. But it's just, I mean, as I say, we we'll never play four, like, two up front. It's always one behind the striker, and, it, and they get isolated, and it's just, he's, he's too scared to change anything, and he's happy to, to sort of scrape these defeats where, oh, well, we're a bit unlucky, but... You, 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 you that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Points exactly. That's, that's that's going to no, happen. Plays no part in that. That's going to happen when you keep playing like that. and You keep relying it, on. It's, you it's keep relying league. on teams not to uh, be able to uh, take advantage of your weaknesses Again, it's such an English
2: manager thing that they look at the football Leicester are playing. Look at the football Watford are playing, and obviously the teams at the top of the league. Look at look at Pochettino and the style of football that he's his team are playing
3: there. And then look. I mean, even, even the, the West, West Ham. Plays. I mean, I know they're not popular, but when West Ham had all their players, Lanzini and Payet, yeah. and everyone at the start of the season, were playing some decent football. And this is this is this is English English
2: managers at their best. Allardyce, your yeah, puris, uh, you know, even your Mark Hughes traditionally, I hold my hands up and say that he's obviously started to change that. Though for most of the season, Stoke have been garbage, especially away from home. But it's keep the game tight. LVG. Make as few mistakes as possible the game comes down to one or two chances or or more realistically one or two mistakes and I think McLaren for all he's been talked up as a master tactician and trainer I think he's just as bad if not worse as those players and he consistently comes out after matches and tells or says things which just didn't happen he just consistently goes on goes on telly and will say something about the Everton game yeah, that was that, our best that, performance. That, that, that's just literally not true. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's not his fault, but he has this horrible habit of grinning. Like he can't answer a question with a straight face or look angry. He has to grin. Like, it's, <laughs> like he does watch a Man, he it, should be sacked. Stop laughing. It's not laughing out right there. It's not <laughs> a fucking laughing. Laugh. Like Newcastle getting relegated. Stephen McLaren stays in charge. Newcastle getting relegated. I can't. I can't see back beyond it. Norwich, Bournemouth, the score goals. We, we don't, apart from, I mean, you, you're looking at, um, have we scored more than two in a game this season, pop, pop, past that mental large game? Mm, no. Nope. Nah, lots of that's a relegation stuff here. you there, straight away, we cannot score goals, we can't keep clean sheets,
3: we're going to get relegated. I mean, that's the thing as well, you think, at least if he was, okay, if we weren't very good going forward, which is meant to be his forte, like, you've got to be organised at the back, and we're a shambles at the back, so what is he bringing? He's not bringing anything really at the table that another you can't think like for example, well, uh, a manager available and would come in and at least would get organized and solid at the back you would think and I be see. and be solid and would be difficult to beat. A whereas proper, at the minute it was so easy to play against. Probably managed and run Newcastle United
2: should be getting one man. Nato's and that's where Mourinho. <laughs> I'm serious. Like if you know the money available these days I think Arson is the best paid manager in the Premier League on eight million quid a year. Mourinho would come for eight million with the with the T V money that's coming. Get him in, sack Charney, and say, "Listen, we're going to give you with the TV money and the profit that the club this will make with you in charge. We're going to give you a hundred million or eighty million pound minimum each season to spend on players." He'd come. It's not obviously going to happen. Though. Not going to happen because there's no way Ashley would do that. But there's no, I can't see Moyes working for Charney. So unless Mike Ashley does something rash, which he would well not, it's not, it's not a rash thing to do. Because if you look at Newcastle's performance in two thousand and fifteen, someone has to be to blame. It, no, no, you know,
1: Rash is the absolute wrong word to use. Yeah. It's, it's necessary. He's got to take some fucking action. By
2: continuing to do not, nothing, it's negligence, which is what Newcastle United 2015. Thank God for the Bloody Ashes win. <laughs> it would have been the worst sport in my life. <laughs> um, but it, some, something's got to change,
3: surely.
4: Yeah, well, I couldn't agree more. Ben,
3: are you backing boys? Is that who you want? Is there anyone else who takes advantage I, I don't know if it, that's necessarily who I want, but I just feel like. <laughs> He's an, he's an obvious candidate straight away that's out of work that would come in and improve the way we're playing. He would at least get organised straight away. Um, yeah, and, and that's, at the minute, like, we're so poor. Just, as, we need to be hard at a
2: beat. You know what we are? We need to be hard at you a beat. You know what we are? We're the worst thing at all in the modern age. We're slow. Yeah. We're painfully slow. Apart from Sissoko, we're just a slow football team with no pace. No one's worried. Even though we're trying to play counter Titan football, no one's worried yeah. about playing against what Amos the other time. Seriously, he's been, a, he's been a huge miss because we're so slow. I mean, Aaron's as well, like, it's, it's, it's half, half the battle in the Premier League is like is the element of surprise and the element of a team thing, and we could get caught here. Uh-huh. We, we talked about last season with Carver because the one thing Carver was guilty of was just doing nothing. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a plan. McLaren has a plan now, which is terrible. It but that's, I mean, that, that's
3: my sort of point I'm going back to you, I was saying before about having someone on the bench to come on. Perez doesn't have that pace to worry teams. If you had someone no. that was there, though, that, that 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 had pay, real pace, that scares teams. I mean, there's plenty of them around. I mean, look at the, the likes of Shane Long and people like that. I mean, okay I think teams paid through the roof when they paid 30 million for him. But he gets goals because he plays on on that that fine line of of on the shoulder of the defender, and he he'll cause teams a worry because he's always going to be looking to get in behind. We don't have any sort of options like that.
1: And so it's just too predictable and teams are comfortable playing against with. Yeah. Sorry. Moyes? Anyone else? Well, I said this during the
2: week, didn't I? Let's get with Moyes. Like, it's, it's Michael Landrup's so not going to call It's involved. quite not for... Pro- no, I'd take
1: him over McLaren. I'd take anyone over McLaren. Now. Again, it's ridiculous, isn't it? We're in the same situation with Carver, which is that you just take any manager who might try something different. But Moyes, he's got a track record. I know, obviously, it didn't go well at Man U and... I can't say I know, know anything about how badly it's gone at well, I, think, I
2: think his, his tenure has, been, uh, has had a, a better light shed on it by the problems their incumbent manager. Yeah. He only had £300 million more. Well, there's no
1: doubt he, he inherited a, a squad that that was well past its best. How Ferguson won the league with that squad the previous season, anyone's guess. It was just maybe a poor league that year. But, um, he, he can't do a, a worse job than McLaren, that's obvious, but I think he could do quite a good job. And if it takes... Oh, oh. oh that's what's a hip or matter um, cool. <laughs> if it takes changing the, 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 layout, the layout of the club even though it was only set up in, in this summer this daft four people on the board kind of thing if it takes killing that because it's not working and giving Moyes what he wants to, to be in that position then we should be, as they say as they say about Mourinho which is just, just never going to happen it's not it could
2: happen though so like, it should happen it would
1: be easier to get to set up a situation where Moyes would come and manage the club and I'd be well all in favour. It obviously, I think he's a good manager, and I think he can win a lot more games with this current crop of players. I don't even think it would take massive changes. I think the squad's good enough that if someone who knows what they're doing gets in charge, they'll they'll win football matches. I don't know. The, the problem with that, I mean,
3: as I say, apparently the players say admit that they're not good enough and that they they want to play in this. Um, this sort of uh, counter-attack football style like there's serious changes need to be made I think in certain, certain areas we need players that play in half the positions that's <laughs> a bit of problem
1: that's fair yeah well the squad's thin but we shouldn't be 17th 18th we're, we're good enough to win more football mm-hmm. matches than we have in the last six months how many
2: matches have we won the season four
1: somehow <laughs> is that what we've won four
2: yeah. so McLaren I'm just looking at Derby's records. was in two in two thousand and fifteen as well. That means McLaren's only won twelve games um <laughs> in 2015, 12 league I've games uh, out them. of what, it's thirty-eight, isn't it? That's for 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 considering one of them was with one of the best teams in the championship. Yeah. That's just chite. Like there's there's no defending that and the, the fact that he was given the job for basically being Graham Carr's mate also means Graham Carr has to leave the club. In my opinion. But whether any of this will happen, um as I mentioned last time, me and Ben are flying off to South Africa. Tomorrow I just can't wait to forget about Newcastle United. Like in the shite that we're constantly subjected to. Oh what a save. Uh, anything else you think that were you
3: said, lads, in this short podcast this week? Nah, I'm just depressed. Merry Christmas. Happy <laughs> <save>. <laughs> Hope, <That's good. laughs>
2: Hope it's good. <laughs> Hope it's good. On that uh, positive message, listeners, we'll we'll catch you next time. Till.